welcome back to Mama Moon's Journey. I'm your host, Emily Luna, and today you are tuning in for episode six, She Does That Thing That I Do. In today's episode, we will be talking about body image issues passed down from the generations before us, breaking the cycle, and setting the example for our youth. As some of you know, I have been on a bit of a hiatus lately, and I think it's been months since I've recorded my last episode. Um, So this is really exciting. I'm glad to be back. I do not want to get into the whole detail and story of why I've been on a hiatus of doing this podcast and um, kind of my vision of going forward with Mama Moon's journey, not only on the podcast, on a blog, um, on social media, um, just because I think it's going to be a little bit lengthy and I'd like to just get this out to kind of get the ball back in motion. So with that said, welcome back. I'm super excited to have you guys listening. If this is your first time listening, um, you are in for a treat because I am taking a different stance on this than I initially had. And if you're tuning in again, thank you for coming back and and listening to this, even though it's been so long. I really appreciate it. And I hope that you enjoy the direction that I'm going towards in the future. So let's go ahead and get started. Today's episode is called, She Does That Thing That I Do. Now, that is pretty self-explanatory, but I will break it down just so you guys have a little bit of the perspective on what I'm going for. So, the other day, I noticed that Layla was curling her toes, (laughs) and I know that sounds really weird, like, you're probably like, all right, I'm going to shut this podcast off because I don't know what she's talking about, but... Um, Layla was standing up and, and she was occupied with something else, but I looked down and I see her toes curled up. Now, this is not the first time I've noticed this. My husband's noticed it and we think it's hilarious because I do the same thing. I can be standing somewhere and I don't know why, but it's just a habit for me to like curl my toes, like almost like I'm gripping the ground with my toes. I don't know. Maybe I'm just really in tune with like the barbaric, uh, ancestors of my past. I'm not sure. But anyways, um, that's a thing that I do, and I'm, I'm kind of in awe at this point looking at her doing these little habits that she doesn't notice I do because she's not paying attention to that, you know, level of detail just yet on what me and Jonathan do. She pays attention to the bigger things, the things that we call her attention towards. So I was just really intrigued that she was doing that. And that made me start to think about how she's probably going to start doing the other things that I do. Um, She starts to mimic me on how I do my makeup now. She mimics Jonathan on how he puts on his lotion on his face. Little things like that that she's picking up on and she does it because she's like, hey, mom and dad are doing it or hey, I think this is cool or this is funny, whatever it is. And so now I'm to the point where I'm like, crap. This is going to go way beyond, you know, the fun or cute things that we do. That's going to be cute when she does it. Like we're going into the emotional thing. She's going to start to take on herself. Um, You know, maybe how we talk to each other, how we talk to ourselves, how we talk to friends, family, um, how we look at ourselves, all these different things are running through my brain at this point. And I'm like, wait, what can I do to make sure that all of my bad habits don't transfer over to her. 
what can I do to make sure that like she gets all of the good things in life that she needs to learn from us Um, but she's also like building her own character at the same time and to be honest the, the only answer here is to just show her you know we have to set the example we have to be the example and that's easier said than done because we get caught up in our own selves you know, hey, we're parents, but we're still humans. Like we still are trying to look after ourselves and grow and learn. Um, But having a child is the perfect opportunity to be a better version of yourself. And I know that sounds a little backwards. You should try to get that figured out before you have a kid. At least that's a goal. But honestly, it never happens. Like you have a kid and then you become the best version of yourself, or at least that's how I feel. I feel like I've grown so much just by being Layla's mom, having the opportunity to show this perfect little human um, how to live life and how to enjoy the wonderful things that life has to offer. um, That makes me want to be better for her. So jumping in, um, I want to talk about body image issues. And these body image issues are things that we've adopted from our parents. And I'm going to use just my my mother's side of the family and what her mother's mother and, and so on, like what they pass down to each other as women. So I think the first topic with body image is being too thin or too thick. And I will say growing up, like all the women in my family were always big boned. And that was like the excuse where like, oh, well, we're big boned women. It was like, okay, well, how big are your bones? Like, (laughs) what difference does that make? And how does that really change your body mass? And, you know, whether you're overweight or not. And then as I got older, I realized like, oh, like, yeah, you can be big boned and have like a maybe a broader body structure. But you can also just be overweight. So a lot of the women in my family were overweight. um, And they struggled with, you know, keeping their weight down, gaining weight, all, all of the motions that I've also had the pleasure of dealing with now that I'm an adult. Um, but it's very interesting because my grandmother, like she would fluctuate and my mother and my sister were, were pretty much the same. Like they, they couldn't really get the weight off. And I don't know, it, like it was a constant battle, like trying Jenny Craig, trying all these diets, exercising, not exercising, giving up, binge eating, like all these things would happen. And like, I was just like, oh, this is normal. This is what women do. Like, you know, it's inevitable. And then me being thin, like my mother would start to pick on me and say like, you're too small. You're so skinny. Oh my gosh, look at you. And then when I started filling out, she'd say, oh, well, you better watch your weight because you're going to end up looking like me. And I was like, great. Like, that's a way a very nice way to motivate your daughter, um, about her growing body and, and how to accept those things. So I think we always, um, talk about being too big, but we also talk about being too thin now in social media. Like you'll see models and it's unacceptable for them to be super thin. Cause then we're like, Hey, they're forced to have eating disorders for them to feel like they can make it in the modeling industry and so on and so forth. So, um, one thing that I try to do now, and I'm not saying I've been doing this the whole time, like this is just recent uh, epiphany moment that I had. I'm not going to focus on a number of how much I weigh and say, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm 30 pounds away from where I should be because that's not realistic. It's not like 
I want to focus on how do I feel about myself? Like, is the body that I'm in right now something I feel comfortable with? Am I healthy? Am I not healthy? Like, those little things that are going to help me to get to where I want to be so I can improve my body image. So being too thin or too thick, I think you have to find the balance. You have to find the happy medium. Do you feel good, you know, being a size 10? Fine, be a size 10, work towards that, maintain it. If it's realistic, don't do it if you're like, oh, well, I'd love to be a size two. Okay, everyone would love to be, you know, model size because those are usually like the sizes that are always available when you go shopping, but it's not realistic. Like, I'm sorry, I'm never going to be a size two. Never will be, never was, not going to happen. But I do know that I am comfortable being like a size 12 in jeans. Like it's, it's a happy medium. Um, I've never been really under that. I've been over it a couple of times, (laughs) but it's totally fine. Um, so not focusing on the number, but just focusing on what's going to make you feel good. So like, I'm happy with how I am right now. Um, I did have like a little bit of a weight increase and I was like, man, like I want to get that down. But I was like, no, like my body feels good. I'm healthy. Um, I don't have any problems. I could probably eat better in and out every day is not a good thing, but you know, I'm working on that better habits, right? So I also think like some body image issues that we don't really talk about is loving yourself too much, especially right now in 2019, we're seeing an influx of women who are embracing their bodies and I love it. I'm so here for it. I wish that every woman could do this, but it's also becoming a thing where like I've heard maybe the older generation say like, oh, people are too conceited. There's a lot of vanity with the women nowadays and it's I I don't understand it. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, there's been a few times I see, like, posts of women that they're like, oh, my God, I look so hot today. Or, or, oh, I'm that bitch. And I'm like, okay, that's great. I'm glad you feel that way about yourself. Um, And that can be a little bit overwhelming. But at the same time, like, who am I to take away that person's happiness for them feeling themselves? Like, that should be something that we celebrate and say, like, good for you. Like, I'm so glad you feel this great today. Like, I hope you feel that day, that way every day. Um, so that's another thing, like, we really got to pay attention to is, like, there's no such thing as loving yourself too much unless you're kissing the mirror every morning and, and that's all you can do. Then maybe you need to just, you know, self-reflect without the mirror. We also talk about letting your flaws shine. So that kind of goes back to embracing who you are and loving yourself. But now it's like more acceptable, like women with stretch marks, like myself, um, we feel a little bit more empowered to wear swimsuits now than like the women back in the days. Like one good example would be when I was pregnant with Layla, I was about, um, eight months. It was in November. I was about to pop. And for Thanksgiving, I'm like, let me dress up. I want to be cute. It'd be nice to get some pictures with the family. And I'm wearing a skirt and my mom looks over at me. She had dropped by for something um, before we went to like the big dinner. And she like looked over and she's like, wow, your stretch marks on your legs look terrible. They're so deep. They're so dark. Oh my gosh, they look terrible. And I was mortified. Um, As soon as she left, 
because at that point my husband was like oh crap like she just touched a nerve and I think he could see it and he kind of was like okay well we're gonna be leaving soon so you know we'll see you later and she she left the house and as soon as she closed the door I just went to our room and I started crying I laid on the bed for about 10 minutes thinking like what could I possibly wear because this is all that fits me right now I changed like 10 times and then Jonathan's finally like babe it's totally fine. You look beautiful the way you are. You know, yeah, you have stretch marks, but you are also not, almost nine months pregnant. Like, what are you going to do? And so that was really refreshing. Um, so I always think it's important to, like, remind people, you know, whether it's friends, family, or yourself, to just let your flaws shine. Like, if it's something that's really going to bother someone else, then you don't have the right people around you. And if you're in public and some stranger says something I have a few choice words that I would probably respond with, but just, just ignore it. And if it escalates to the point where you're like, you know what, I can't handle this, then find somewhere else to be happy because honestly, people like that, like they're not going to stop and there's no point in giving them the space in your head or, you know, just being in the same space as them to kind of just keep making you miserable. So as much as you should not run away from your problems, like just find somewhere else to be happy. We also nitpick our insecurities. So like for me, I think some of my insecurities would be like probably my teeth. I wish they were straighter. I think that's a common one. Um, my nose. I don't really like my nose. Little things like that. And as soon as we fixate on those things, that's all we are fixated on. We're just like, okay, well, I hate my nose. So every time I see a picture, if I don't have this angle, I won't, I won't like the image, even though it could be like a really nice candid moment. I just won't like it because that's all I'm looking at. I'm like, oh my God, look at my nose. Oh my gosh, look at my teeth. They're so crooked. Oh my God. I had like a pimple that day. It's like, no, why are we nitpicking these things? Why are we breaking down those insecurities? We have to stop nitpicking our insecurities and just embracing them, um, trying to find ways to be like, you know what, like if I don't like this, can I change it? If I can't change it, what am I going to do to start accepting it? So that is a different journey for everyone. You know, some people get plastic surgery because that is what is going to make them happy. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Like if you don't like something, fix it. Um, don't go overboard. I think you should also be, uh, I think you should also be really realistic. Like you can't expect, like if you're like, oh, my lips are too small. I'm going to get lip fillers. Okay. Like maybe something that looks a little bit more natural, see how you like it and then adjust from there. Or like, you know, try something different. Like maybe try outlining your lips more. Or, I don't know. Like that's just a random example, but definitely just do it to where you'll be happy. Don't do it for someone else. Like if it really bothers you that much, then do something about it. And if it doesn't, then just learn how to embrace it. Learn how to say, you know what? It's fine. Like maybe I have a big nose. Fine. It is what it is. I get it from my mother. Like I don't know what else, what else to say. So part of you know, that whole story of Layla doing the things that me and Jonathan do or her seeing the way that we talk to each other. Um, part of that is knowing what to do to set the example, but also knowing what to do to break the cycle. 
So it's better to use positive words. Don't use negative words about yourself. Don't say I'm ugly, I'm fat, I'm this, I'm that. Um, You could say maybe I'm in progress. I'm trying to get where I'm going. Um, You can say, you know, I'm smart. I'm a kind person. Like, you know, and use those words with your partner, your friends, your family. Like you can say, hey, you look really beautiful. Because as much as we think that they're not listening or it's not that important, like, they are going to catch on. Like, unfortunately, I say, oh, shit, a lot. (laughs) And I've noticed that Layla now says, oh, shit. So when something falls or goes wrong, like mom does, she'll say, oh, shit. And I'm like, great, great. Now we've got profanity and she's not even two yet. (laughs) So use positive words. Find ways to uplift yourself and uplift others around you because it's it's just contagious when people are happy. It's contagious when you're happy and odds are your kids are going to feel that as well. Not only your kids, but like your nieces, nephews, family members, maybe that kid down the street that thinks you're super cool because you have a nice car. I don't know. Like just set that example and break that cycle. You've got to find the silver lining by also like, like I said earlier, like accepting your flaws and nit stop nitpicking your insecurities. So just always remember that to use those positive words and find that silver lining. You also have to mean what you say and believe it. You can't just be like, Oh uh, yeah, I'm pretty. And you don't believe it. Um, one of my friends, um, that I used to work with, I remember she was said that her fiance at the time, now husband, um, told her like, Hey, you need to look in the mirror and tell yourself you're beautiful. And he was like, no, I'm not kidding. Like you need to do it. And so she'd look in the mirror and she'd say, I'm beautiful. And he's like, say it again. I'm beautiful. No, like say it like 10 more times and say it like you mean it. And she would say it. And with each time like that, she said it, she'd actually start believing it. She'd be like, I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. Yeah. Heck yeah. I'm beautiful. You know, and that is the type of behavior that we should have to like break the cycle for ourselves and also set the example for others around us. Like I've been mentioning, um, with breaking the cycle, we've got to set the example for our youth. And so that means that we have to show them that being unique and different is awesome. Like it's not something to be ashamed of. It's not something to hide. Like we don't want to blend in. If everyone blended in, it'd be a really, really boring world that we lived in. It'd be a really boring life that we were living. So we have to start showing them that just because you're different, just because you talk different, just because you look different doesn't mean anything bad. Like you could be a unicorn, banana, you know, vampire, whatever you're whatever you are. And that is okay. If we were all bananas, it'd be pretty boring. Don't compare them to their peers, family, or friends, because that is just damaging in the sense that you're telling them, oh, well, you know, so-and-so does this. So you should be like, you know, Bobby Joe. And then Bobby Joe does something stupid and then your kid does it. And then they're like, well, you told me to be more like Bobby Joe. And it's like, no, I told you to play soccer like him, not, you know, I don't know, jump off a cliff like him. Like, you know, we have to stop comparing them because even if it's something small, like, oh, hey, like, you know, he got an A and that's because he studied for his test. Now you need to do the same just like he did. And it's like, 
yeah, that could be a valid point, but you shouldn't do it in a comparative manner. You should just say like, hey, you could get an A on your test if you studied more. You don't need to bring anyone else's name into the um, conversation. You don't need to use anyone else as an example because then we're just setting the tone that you have to be like someone else. And the whole gist of this entire episode is that you need to practice what you preach. You need to stop saying things that are hurtful to yourself, that break you down, things that you wouldn't want to tell your best friend, you know? So like I tell my best friend all the time, I'm like, I love you. You're beautiful. Like you're an amazing person. You're really kind. And then she'll be like, oh, I love you too. And you are too. Like you're so nice. And, and I'm like, oh my God, no, I'm like the devil. Like (laughs) I literally am probably one of the world's rudest people. And And I don't really believe that, but I will use that as like a mechanism to just kind of dismiss those things because I'm like, oh, it can't be true. Like, I'm not that nice. Like, it can't be that pretty. I'm not that lovable. Like, we have to practice what we preach because I would never say that to someone else. I would never say like, oh, you're not lovable. You're not a kind person. Unless they really weren't, then I, you know, I'd, I'd give the truth to you, but... Um, we have to do what we say and say what we do. We can't, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Like it, it has to be consistent. There has to be some level of, Hey, like I'm saying this, I'm going to stick to it. I said, I'm going to stop being negative towards myself. I told my kid that I don't want them to be, um, saying bad things about themselves. So I'm not going to say bad things about myself. Um, I told my nephew that he needs to practice more to get good at what he wants to do. And so I need to practice more to get good at what I want to do, even when I feel like giving up. You know, we need to start doing the things that are going to get us to the places we want to go. We can't wait for people to make those changes. We can't wait for magic to happen. We have to make the magic. We have to be the magic. And so practicing what you preach is is the biggest thing here. This is where you say better things about yourself. You say better things to other people. You lead by example. And that's what I aspire to do for Layla. I don't want to be, you know, standing on a scale and her seeing me one day and her feel that way some point in the future just because she saw me do that. Like, I want her to be able to step on the scale when she's a young lady Um, you know, maybe going through the same problems that I'm going through and her be like, oh, this is no big deal. Like, I'll just eat better. Maybe I could change this about my diet or, hey, you know what? I gained five pounds. Oh, well, I'm happy. Like, I want her to be empowered to be herself. And that just starts with me being empowered to be myself. And at the end of the day, it's all going back to the idea that she or he will do that little thing that you do. Thank you for tuning in to episode six of Mama Moon's Journey. I'm so excited to be back and I hope that you will continue listening. I really enjoy talking about a lot of mommy topics, but going forward, I will be incorporating different topics that are important to me and hopefully in the near future, I will be able to open up the platform for you guys to make suggestions. So don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can leave a comment. Um, let me know what you thought. 
Um, maybe let me know of some topics you'd like to hear in the future, and I will definitely look forward to hearing from you guys. Again, I appreciate your support, and as always, stay true to yourselves.